So thank you all for coming to Cock Talk. He has trouble counting change with the with the with the hands thing. Wait, wait, stop. Sorry. Yes, but I don't yeah. think that Dana Carvey's movie um, coming out at that same time was really that big a problem for our country. I still don't know why you're making such a big deal about September 11th, 2001. I mean, I fucking hate you. Well, you know, they don't necessarily need to be anathema, but they are definitely on different ends of the spectrum. Oh boy, how? See, I have every, a genetic predisposition every, against redheads, so because yeah, because you are one, right? Yeah, combustion. Yeah, we've yeah. heard it before. Yep. The only time I change the setting so, is when so, I take the okay. uh, hair trimmer down to the nether regions. Like that's the only time. Other than that, it's all just a two. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just don't How about you all? I'm joking. I use Veep. After the four Gospels, what's the next book of the Bible? Acts. Okay. And after that, it's Romans, isn't it? I'm drunk. Um, yeah, Romans. Okay, yeah. Yes. Okay. And if you look at the 15th chapter of Romans, okay, uh, you will find that it actually mentions uh, the ability to arm yourself. That's why it's AR-15. Thank you. Checkmate atheists. And, and anytime there's action in the ring, Scott Hall is taking all the bumps because Kevin Nash kind of sucks as a worker. And this is a Geek History of Time. Where we connect murdery to the real world. My name is Ed Blaylock. I am a world history teacher uh, with one section of orphan uh, uh, remedial reading here in Northern California. All of which I am currently doing through the magic of the internet uh, to students literally two counties away from where I physically am on any given day. Uh, which basically means uh, effectively I'm spending an awful lot of time talking to myself because um, anybody who's been doing distance learning, uh, for those of you who aren't teachers in our audience, uh, anybody who's who's been doing distance learning for the last year uh, will very clearly uh, relate to the very immediately relate to this. If you're teaching elementary school kids, your problem is they all want to be talking at the same time. If you're teaching secondary kids, None of them want to say a word. Um, and and since I'm teaching seventh and and eighth graders in the one section, um, basically I'm staring at a whole bunch of little circles with initials or some other kind of image in the center of them. And um, the lengths I have to go to to get any kind of reaction out of some of my classes is kind of dispiriting. Um, I have I have literally just stared at at my own screen saying, Bueller. Bueller, like so many times it's it's not even and of course they don't get it like. So, yeah, um, that's what I've been up to lately. Who are you? I'm Damien Harmony. I'm a Latin teacher up here in Northern California, teaching at least one county over, uh, doing the distance thing as well. Uh, don't have nearly as soul-deadening a day as you do because most of my kids know me already because I am the entire program. I'm the only public school program within 89 miles, uh, so I am it. I'm the only one in my school district who knows what I'm doing. Um what I'm specifically doing, uh, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, and I still get that, uh, on occasion, <laughs> but so, you know, it, it is, it's, that's how it goes and that's unfortunate, but here we are. I really need to figure out how to get myself into a natural monopoly like you got going on, like on a certain level, on a certain it's, level, I'm yeah. like, that's, that's really not 
great because I can I can you know intuitively figure out there's got to be a lot of a lot of downsides to that. Yes. On the other hand, so much of what you're doing sounds like a racket that I'm like, yes. How? Yes. How? What? What, what is what is the ground level shelter? Uh, you know, shuffle work that I got to do. Yeah. You know, to, <laughs> to get to that point. Yeah, it is. I mean, in in many ways, uh, it's it's it cuts both ways because on the one hand, um, you know, I've had principals come out of an evaluation of me and go, "I think you did well." I'm like, "I was fantastic." I'm sorry you didn't notice. Uh, and then you know, and I've even had students tell me they're like, "Hey, I just realized if no one else knows this language but you, how do we know you're doing right by us?" I said, "You don't." You're uh, you're counting on my conscience because all I have to do is stay consistent and stay ahead of you by a chapter and you'll think I'm right and no one knows beyond me I could have been making this whole thing up and uh, that was that was groundbreaking for them but on the other hand uh, I also I am a very specialized plumber on one very specialized toilet in the back room of a building that only ever gets used once in a great great while. If they ever decide to remodel, you know, you go down the tubes. Yeah, as it were. Yeah, yeah. you bend yeah, over and take it. it. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, so uh, last time we spoke, um, let's yeah. see, uh, the world was different. <laughs> um, In a lot of ways. Yeah, right? we we finally evicted a fascist um, after one final spasm. <clears throat> and Sorry, go on. no, it's fine. Yeah, uh, we finally evicted uh, him after one final spasm of um, an attempted insurrection. Uh, so, and now we're going to pretend like uh, this was all that we needed for the next four years uh, and ignore most people's needs. So that's that's fun. Uh, but on the upside, we we have the nuclear codes in the hands of an adult again. Yeah. Like the existential yeah. threat is not as readily immediate. It is still mm-hmm. there. So but yeah. but it is a good time. It is a time for celebration. It is a time to say yay, I think. It is it indeed is, a time yeah. to say yay. And yes. of course there might be five or six people total in our audience who who know the in joke going on there. Yeah. Um it's also a time for smoking cigars and chuckling, mm-hmm. um, which is another inside joke. Um, but yeah, 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 it is, it is a time, uh, for, uh, those of us, uh, on the side of representative government, uh, mm-hmm. to, to take a moment to, you know, take be a happy breath. for a minute. Yes. Be happy for a minute. Crack open a diet uh, Coke that you'll have to get yourself. And, uh, <laughs> because the button's been taken off. Of hey, the resolute so if task. you had a button on your desk and you could hit it and summon whatever like consumable item you would want, what would it be? Okay, are we talking about my my desk like at work, or are we talking about Just a desk at home? Say that you let's say. Oh, okay, that's a good point. Um, because your desk at working work. as a teacher. Okay, so your my desk, desk at, work. at work. Yeah. Oh, it'd probably be, and and I don't know whether whether this is gonna you know uh, cement our friendship forever or or make <laughs> us mortal enemies, but it would it would probably be uh, an an ice cold bottle of Pepsi. 
See, I don't really care for soda either way, so I, I have no problem. Okay. Yeah. So okay, nice yeah, little if, bottle. But if I was, if it was going to be, I hit the button and mm-hmm. the thing shows up. Okay. That would probably be it. Not not because that's like you know transcendent, but that would just that would just be hit a very nice thing to have convenient yeah. and yeah. Okay. Now, if it were at home, mm. it would be a bottle of Chimay. I, I don't know what that is. Belgian beer. Okay, fair. All right. Belgian beer. People who know will know. Sure. Uh, but yeah. So yeah. How, how about you? Uh, I think I would have. Um, man, let's see. A button. I know I would be pushing that button a lot. Is the problem? Um, probably three Reese's peanut butter cups, but the little ones. Three little ones. Okay. Because that way I could hit the button a bunch of times and I'm getting my fix, (laughs) but I'm not getting tapped sized, you know? So, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say probably that uh, at work. Um, At home, uh, you know, I I might run the experiment of just doing uh, uh, water and just seeing if I end up getting my water in a lot better because I've been terrible about drinking water lately. Uh, which okay. is stupid because right, I love water. So that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So we also did the palate cleanser of speaking of water of uh, of watching or not watching, but discussing cartoons. We wish got better shots. Yes. And then it occurred to me that we have not done a team to hunt down our historical badasses. Yes, true. And I figured this would be a good time to use fictional badasses to hunt down historical badasses. So what you and I have done is we have statted out nine, count them nine, and we're going to ask George, producer George, for his input on this, just like we did last time. Uh, and yeah. he, he will pick a team of six to hunt down okay. our team of historical badasses. Um, the rules were pretty clear. No Harry Potter, no yep. comic books, and no Star Wars. Yes. They had to be fictional characters from yeah. other things. So no like other, other properties, yeah. other 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 series, exactly. other genre. Yeah. yeah. So um so I, I I ended up doing five. I believe you did four. So I think yep. we just go rat a tat um and see how far we get. We'll probably get halfway okay. through in this episode. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll plow through an entire episode. Uh, although we we'll haven't see. haven't gotten to talk in a Ever. while, so I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, Probably not. So I'm I'm going to start <laughs> off with, uh, and unfortunately, we're not across from each other where we could evaluate each other's stuff. I really miss that part of it. Um, if I was smart, I would have dropped them off at your house today or something. Um, yeah, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, need, needs be. So my first character is a wizard. Um, well, okay. is a magic user from Sword in the Stone. Okay. Would you like to guess who? Well, all right. So you're talking about the Disney film. Yes. Sword in the Stone. Yes. Uh, based on the, the novel by T.H. White. I didn't know that, but yes. From, from the Once and Future King. Oh, cycle. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Merlin would be too obvious. Mm-hmm. It'd be like a cop mm-hmm. out. And, and technically speaking, one could argue Merlin kind of appears as a background character in Harry Potter. So mm-hmm. order of Merlin, etc. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you, you probably didn't do Merlin. And of course the other big wizard character that everybody knows about in, you know, the, the actual romances of Arthur is Morgan Le Fay. But of course she doesn't appear 
in The Sword in the Stone by Disney. Uh, because, Not by name, no. Yeah, because because the incest and uh, you know actual villainy of hers was a little bit too much for for Disney Studios at that time. Uh, so I'm gonna say, well, what was her name, Madam, mm-hmm. Mad. Madam. Mad Madam Mim? Yes, Mad Madam Mim. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so Mad Madam Mim is a 20th level druid of the swamp. Ooh. Uh, so... I, like, I already <laughs> like the way you went with that. Yeah. She's a variant human because uh, okay. I needed the extra feat. Yeah. Um, and uh, the first feat she took was Warcaster uh, because it gives her advantage on con saves. That way, if okay. she does get yeah. hit, she can keep her concentration up for her spells. Okay. Uh, she now, as a a druid of the swamp, she's not a moon druid, so the downside is she doesn't get to do like super ultra combaty uh, mm-hmm. creatures. She can, I think, oh, can only yeah. get to a no, CR of one. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't wind up getting to do the. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm a spellcaster, but I get to shape shift into you know a fucking polar bear. Yeah. Even though and, she totally and, did that. And tank, well, yeah, I mean, in yeah. the film, yeah. But, but you know, based on game rules. Yep. You know, the, the thing about druids is it's like, well, you know, I want to try playing a caster, but usually I just roll fighters like, yeah, do druid. Yeah, yeah. Like, like moon, <laughs> go moon circle, yeah. druid, go. Just, yeah. like, trust me on this. You will not regret it. We need the extra hit points in the group, yeah. Yeah, we need... So <laughs> we need somebody who can, you know, kind of do controller stuff with terrain and, you know, turn into a barren wreck face. Right. Like, so here you go. You're there literally yeah. to get punched. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, she uh, she took land. Well, she gets lands stride, which means uh, difficult terrain doesn't cost her extra. Mm-hmm. Um, and she took prodigy as her second feat. Um, and prodigy okay. gives you expertise, I believe. Um, it's from Xanthar's. Yeah. Uh, gives you expertise in a skill, and she took that. And I think it might give you another skill. I forget. I didn't quite write it down because I just did the, I did the math right there. But yeah. she she has the skill of Arcana, um, and okay, and I amped that up with expertise. So she has an Arcana okay. of plus thirteen. Holy mackerel! Yeah, right. yeah. So Very and good. then uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, she also took the the. A feat of metamagic adept, and I think I grabbed that from oh, Tasha's. Okay, and that yeah, gave yeah. her right. two sorcery points, and it gave her the ability to do subtle spell and quicken spell. Nice, she does okay. that. Yeah. So subtle spell mm-hmm. is you don't need to use verbal components. Uh, yeah, or I, somatic. No, that, or is that silent spell? Soma- yeah. No, it's, yeah, somatic. somatic. Okay. Yeah. So subtle spell, mm-hmm. you can just say, "Oh, hey, look, white horse," and mm-hmm. something happens. Uh, okay, and then so a subtle spell and mm-hmm. quick spell. Yeah, quicken spell means that uh, instead of an action, it's a bonus. So she can fuck yeah, me. You know, because really? if you look at that that duel, well, certain spells, but yeah. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's only got two sorcery points, and it's per long rest, so she can only do it when it matters to her. But yeah, during yeah, that duel, man, she still. went from like a rhino to a snake, like boom. Um, oh, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, oh yeah, nature's ward. She cannot be charmed or frightened by elementals or fey. She cannot be poisoned okay. or diseased. Which okay. I recognize, though, that Merlin did give her an illness, um, and that's what defeated her. Yeah. So, 
that that was with, the only with, problem I had. You know, yeah. I yeah. but but I think I think all of those make sense based mm-hmm. on the build you're going for. Yeah. Thematically, because you know, I mean, when when we're doing a project like this, you know, uh, for anybody in in the audience who wants to be like, well, no, that can't apply because you right. know, in in the sign of four, uh, Doctor Watson does this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> Not to, you know, spoil who one of mine is going to be or anything, hat, yeah. but yeah, but you know, we're, we're trying to convert this into, into the vagaries of a D20 kind of system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this is partly let's, let's analyze what this character would look like. And it's also partly, let's see how much we can fiddle with this to turn these people into monsters. Yeah. Viable. <laughs> yeah. Very know, much. Yeah, viable, yeah. viable D&D characters. So, uh, so yeah. So no, I, I totally yeah. buy it so she also took resilient which gives you an extra saving throw uh well it gives I, you I, uh, I, yeah i used the shit out of that on a couple of characters oh yeah yeah so she now like, has I, yeah. a constitution saving throw as well uh which is why when merlin gave her a disease she was going to be fine in you know a couple days um yeah. she took she's got nature's sanctuary as a druid ability when attacked by beast or plant uh they have to make a wisdom save or have to pick another target so nice. yeah, um, yeah, and then she's also she took durable at the end uh, to give her oh, yeah. a little little bonus there, and then timeless body of course uh, because she's old as shit, um, and she took it at the end of of you know going up to the the twentieth level or so or okay. getting toward yeah, yeah. there, um, and then beast spells, you can cast spells while you're in beast shape. Mage slayer is another feat that she took because she does the wizard duel and. Yeah, Merlin beats her, but I got a feeling she's beaten plenty of others. Um, yeah, yeah, you definitely get the feeling yeah. That, that yeah. And then she gets to twentieth because she gets Arch Druid, which gives her uh, as many beast shapes as she wants. All right, like yeah. as many times as she wants, rather. So uh, yeah. her stats are unremarkable. Her Constitution is her highest. Um, it's an eighteen. Her Wisdom is a sixteen. Okay. She does seem kind of like the sorcerer of druids. You know, like, I'm going to keep yeah. just hitting this thing over and over. <laughs> I have one button. I'm just going to keep hitting the button yeah. over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I gave yeah. her... Or the, or the orc army of spellcasters. Yeah. For those in the audience who play 40k. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Just, I got one trick. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I gave her, uh, as far as cantrips went, I went with all the ones that had to do with destruction or entrapping people. So create bonfire, primal savagery, thorn whip, poison spray, and of course she got druid craft because she's a druid. Um, yeah. And same thing, really from first through ninth level, it was what kind of area of effect damages can I do? Because when she rages, yeah. she hits big areas. Or what kind of maelstroms can I call in? What kind of uh, controlling can I do to you? So snaring, earth tremor, mm-hmm. charm person. I gave her because she does that little sexy dance. Yeah. Um, uh, Ooh. beast sense, earth bind, uh, feign okay. death, um, Ooh. All right. sleet storm, uh, erupting earth, uh, stinking cloud, dominate beast. I'm just kind of skimming the surface on these, yeah, um, yeah. anti-life shell, uh, reincarnate. Nice. Uh, <laughs> she might've lost a few times, so she may, she may have. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then transmute rock, uh, insect plague, of course. Uh, Wall Ooh, of yeah. Thorns seems right in her bailiwick. Oh, that's a good one, too. Bones of the Earth I took, which basically Ooh. giant bones come out of the earth and can crush the hell out of you. 
Um, oh my God! Regenerate. That does, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, regenerate for her Good eighth one. level spell. I gave her antipathy <laughs> slash sympathy because that seems like something oh, okay. she does. And then yeah. uh, her ninth level storm of vengeance because of course she would. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So yeah, submitted for your approval, uh, Mad like Madam Mim. Yeah. Mad Madam Mim. I like that. Yeah. That works. That she works. was fun. That's pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't give her any equipment because she doesn't really use any. Her armor class is surprisingly low. Okay. She doesn't give a fuck. Like, her con is well, insanely high. Her hit points are 168. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that high con, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who do you got? Okay. Well, I already gave it away, but when uh-huh. we were when we were talking about who we were doing... Um, the one, the one that piqued your interest the most of, of the ones I mentioned was Dr. John Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is I, I am one of those Sherlock Holmes fans who is really angry at MGM this many years later <laughs> over what they did to Dr. Watson in, in the black and white, uh, Rathbone movies. Okay. Um, and, and the thing is, so in those movies, uh, Dr. Watson is a portly late middle-aged, you know, bowler hat wearing, you know, uh, a figure who winds up, you know, stepping in paint cans and tripping over stage. The comic, he gets, he gets reduced to kind of being the comic relief. So he's and, your figlia. Yeah. And, and the thing is he gets, he gets put in that position because when you're writing a screenplay, Mm-hmm. A character like Watson is kind of hard to figure out what to do with. True. Or, or can be. It can be hard to figure out what to do with him because he's the narrator. And the reason Conan Doyle put him there was to give somebody to be the normal human yeah. to witness Holmes's brilliance. Brilliance and and for Holmes to to rubber duck at. You know, sure. Uh, so I mean, you know. he's the Robin. Well, yeah, he, he serving the same he function is, as a Robin. He's, yeah, he's he's in many ways serving the same function as Robin. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. I a lot of the tropes involved are very different, but yeah, he 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 is narratively mm-hmm. the Robin. Okay. And the thing and the thing is though, if you get a little bit more creative with the way you want to treat him, and you and you look a little bit closer at the text of the actual stories mm-hmm. Holmes is kind of a badass um in the very first story of course we learned that you know he's returned to London uh after having you know uh retired essentially from from the British army as as an officer in a regiment in Afghanistan where he was a military doctor mm-hmm. and uh one of the things that the the you know now I want to say recent, but now you know, well over a decade old uh, BBC series did uh, with him with Martin Freeman playing the role in one of the best portrayals of him I think I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, he is a combat veteran, mm-hmm. and it's made very clear in the in the most in in the in the BBC series with with uh, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. It's it's made pretty clear. It's never outwardly stated, but all of the subtext is there that he's suffering from PTSD. Wow. And to have Martin Freeman playing, I mean, you've got a lot of sympathy, like yeah. the way that he played uh, red and Shawshank redemption. 
um, or the character that he played in uh, Clean and Sober. Like, there is a lot of, like, stern sympathy there. So it's kind of cool they went with a person of color for Dr. Watson as well. I think that's pretty rad. Yeah. No. Okay. The rest of you can't see Damien's face, but... um, I'm I'm getting I'm getting the full color version of the troll <laughs> meme from the other from the other side of our internet connection. No, you know full well who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> shame on you, <laughs> Martin, Martin, not Morgan. Oh, okay. So, um, so Martin so Lawrence anyway. played Doctor Watson, huh? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Ed is pouring. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I drink while we record. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, he, 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 he is very clearly a veteran dealing with what he saw in Afghanistan. And it's mm-hmm. an interesting historical note that when Conan Doyle wrote the stories, the British Army was in Afghanistan as part of the occupation of the Indian subcontinent. And then when they made the most recent BBC adaptation of the stories for the 2000s, uh, the British Army was again in Afghanistan. Yeah. Whoops. Little bit of, you know, hey, didn't didn't we learn some about this the first time? Yeah, it wasn't our idea why, this time. Why, we why, just followed why, the Yanks. <laughs> why the fuck? Yeah. Um so but but in the in the in the stories, mm-hmm. uh in, in the in the uh, novels and, and short stories. Uh, he he talks about how what great physical shape he was in. That he that other than you know the the wound that he was recovering from, uh, he had he hadn't been in better shape ever in his life. He was still mm-hmm. brown as a nut, you know, and and just this picture of health. And in the stories, it it winds up being woven into the background because he's the narrator. But Holmes does all the mental heavy lifting mm-hmm. and Watson is the one who runs off and like carries a revolver in his pocket and chases the bad guys down, you know, uh, you know, trips people up, does all of this kind of stuff. And, and so he's kind of, he, he really is a Robin in that he is, you know, a, a combatant, mm-hmm. you know, in the stories. Okay. Um, and so, you know, the, the uh, Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, couple of movies, mm-hmm. uh, did, I think, a really great job. Jude Law also played a really great, very different, of course, because it was still a period piece. Uh, but but a, a really great portrayal of Watson, in which one of the things that comes up is um, he has a gambling addiction. Hmm. Uh, as kind of his, his character's, you know, major weakness. Okay. And, um, so the way I put the character together was, um, he's a doctor. Okay. And so his primary class is cleric. Mm. But one of the beautiful things about fifth edition is you can play a cleric and still be an action hero. Yes. So he's a cleric 12 fighter six Hmm. soldier background. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, military man. Right. Uh, and uh, thanks to having those six levels in fighter, his primary weapon is a rapier because he's also a gentleman. 
Ah, okay. Which is an important part of, of both characters' sure. uh, positions in society uh, in, in the original novels because the original novels were, were written in the Edwardian era when, you know, that was even more of a big deal than it is now. Um, it was a more overtly codified thing than it is now. Mm-hmm. And so he's a cleric with the war domain. Nice. And uh, for feats, uh, first off, he's a human variant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for feats, I took athlete, healer, because there are several times in the stories where he performs first aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, resilient, I took twice uh, to give him an additional uh, saving throw in dexterity and one in charisma. Uh, and then, def- and then, uh, defensive duelist. Oh, nice! As his uh, one of his feats, mm-hmm. uh, which allows him to basically uh, use a reaction to parry and add—I want to say it's ten to his armor class uh, against an attack when he's about to be hit. And then, uh, because of the times that he is the one who chases people down in the stories, he gets the charger feat which means he can do the dash action and then attack at the end of it as a bonus. Yes. Okay. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, as a, as a priest of the war domain, uh, anytime he uses the attack action, he gets to make an additional attack in that round. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can do that uh, four times uh, between each long rest. He has Divine Strike, um, mm-hmm. which uh, allows him to do a bonus, an additional D8 of damage once a turn on on a weapon attack. And there's no limit to the number of times he can do that, uh, just one, one time per turn. Nice. Um, and then his Channel Divinity, he has Turn Undead mm-hmm. with a save DC of 18 for the Undead Defending. Ooh. Okay. Because his because his wisdom is eighteen. Right. Right. He's not the smart one, but he is often the one with the more level head. Okay. So that was fitting. Um, he gets guided. Stri- he can use channel divinity for guided strike, giving mm-hmm. him a plus ten to hit on an attack. He does that as a bonus action. He has war god's blessing, which allows him to give that plus ten to hit to an ally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he uh, also is of high enough level as a cleric that he can destroy undead of two hit dice or less with his turn ability. Nice. Uh, And then as a fighter, I took the dueling fighting style, which gives him plus two to damage uh, with a single-handed weapon. I.e. the rapier. When he has has no shield. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he has second wind for 1d10 plus six hit points to regain. Right. Um, action surge, of course, gives him an extra action a mm-hmm. uh, couple of times between each uh, rest. long rest. Yeah. And then his archetype, I took battle master uh, because he's he when he does stuff in in the stories and in the movies, he's not swinging for the fences. He's tripping people up, knocking guns out of people's hands, doing that kind of stuff. And so he has uh, four uh, superiority dice, which mm-hmm. are D8s, uh, and um, he's able to do disarming attack. Okay. 
which allows him to add the D8 when he, he uses one of his dice, and he can add that D8 to his damage mm-hmm. and knock a weapon out of his enemy's hand. Mm-hmm. He can do goading attack, which uh, does an additional D8 damage, and uh, focuses the enemy on him. So okay. Holmes can run off and, you know, do something else. Sure. Brilliant. So he is the Robin then, of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And then trip attack. Again, so, per what you talked yeah. about. Yeah. And and look, you're prone. Mm-hmm. Um, there goes half so, your movement yeah. to get up. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, and if he gets knocked down, of course, he has the athlete feet, which means it only costs him five feet to get back up. Right. So he can chumba wumba. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. And then, of course, as a cleric spell. <laughs> of course you like it, because you take a whiskey drink. You take a cider you drink. You take a lager drink. Yeah. 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 So uh, spells. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just hit the highlights here. Uh, obviously, Cure Wounds as yeah. a first level spell, yeah. which he can cast at up to uh, sixth level. Mm-hmm. Uh, as bonus spells, the ones that I think are most uh, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a war cleric, he gets a bunch of paladin spells as his bonus spells. Ah. Uh, so shield of faith, mm-hmm. uh, magic compelled, weapon, compelled duel. Uh, no, he doesn't get. That. Oh God, I love I mean, that one. I, I would, love that one. As for 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 somebody with multiple levels in fighter, getting compelled duel would be like no 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 yeah. no no come here <laughs> no you're gonna swing would, at me you're not gonna hit me yeah but you're no, gonna you're swing gonna, at me go ahead you're gonna swing yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Um, but he gets magic weapon, spiritual weapon. Nice. And, uh, let's see, uh, spare dying is his cantrip, mm-hmm. uh, light resistance. Uh, let's see, healing word. Always a good one. Divine favor is one of his bonus spells at third level. Uh, I went with locate object because, you know, clues, right. Zone of truth, aid and enhance ability. Okay. So if he needs to be stronger, he can be. Right. Um, locate creature at level four is the highlight there because okay. again, you yeah, know, yeah, clues. You need to find Mrs. Money Penny's parrot or something. Yeah, yeah. And then at fifth level, mask your wounds and legend lore. Legend are the lore. Two big ones. What's that one? Um, you can look at an object and oh, right, right, right. Uh, figure out its history. Figure out you know why it's important, what it does. I like that you've made him a much more active participant in the Holmes uh, saga through the, through this character sheet so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So that is that is uh, submitted nice. for, right. for producer George. Oh, uh, 146 hit points because There's nothing to see that. Yeah. Yeah, level 18 and multi-classing as a cleric and a fighter. Yeah. Uh, oh, and and I... I was kind of proud of this. So uh, he has a rapier that doubles as a club when he's using it as a cane. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Oh man. It would have been the only, the only change I would have thought would be if you gave him the feat of the one where you get to take magic from other, other, other disciplines. I forget what it's. Yeah. yeah, But like give him shillelagh from the Druids. (laughs) That would have been cool. Club that would have been a good idea. Yeah. I like that. I so. like that. All right. Well, I, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so armor class of 17, because I equipped him with half plate, because in a Dungeons & Dragons world, that strikes me as the kind of armor a gentleman would wear. Yep, yep. Uh, who who wasn't like a front line. No, no, man. No. 
Right. I'm a, I'm a paladin, you know, full plate. I think half plate worked. Right. Uh, also, cleric, so medium armor is thematically appropriate. Fits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so his his stats are actually uh, high across the board. He has an 18 wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, his lowest his lowest stat is charisma because he's the narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, strength is a 14, but dex, con, and intelligence are all 16s. Nice. Okay. So he's he's uh, he's someone who rolled well. Yeah. And is filling yeah. a role in the team though. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. I like it. I so like a, a high powered utility player. That's. That's yeah. good. Uh you know, now it it recalls to me um the uh the the one restriction we put on ourselves for the real life badasses we did not mm-hmm. do for these. And I think that's okay actually. I I I I'm still curious as to what'll happen. Um with the real life badasses, we said it was right before they really popped onto the scene. Well, right. it was it was, yeah. it was before before they became who they are known for being. Yes, yes. So it was, yeah. yeah. So uh, whereas with the fictional characters, it, it, I don't know that that's possible. Obviously, because the yeah. book the book comes to them when they're fully formed. All right. Yeah. Uh, any more on Doctor Watson there, or are we ready to? No, know? that's that's okay. that's pretty much my pitch. All right. He 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 deserves to be an action hero. So I I made him made the him group one. cleric and an action hero. I like it. All right, so my next character, um, I decided we needed um, more women potentially on this squad. Uh, okay. And I, not a bad idea. Yeah, and it occurs to me that we need someone who is good at tracking people down. Uh, okay. Someone who is, uh, yeah, adept at killing what she finds, and also someone who is going to at least compete with Lyudmila. Um, uh, for, for, uh, what do you call that? Sniper for, well, not for sniper, but for, um, for initiative. So right, right. To have half a chance. So I made somebody, um, that you will be more familiar with than I was quite frankly. Um, I went with Buffy Summers. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you went with there. Yeah. Now, um, Go ahead. There's certainly going to be a whole lot of people uh, in our audience. I mean, as a percentage of our audience, there aren't that many people in our audience, uh, you know, as a thing. But we have over 600 audience, people, over 650 people in our audience. That's a big damn room. Okay. That's, right, fine. that's a big damn room. Okay. Uh, I was trying to be, you know, self-deprecating, but okay, cool. Um, well, I mean, I just shat my pants, so, I mean, I'm self-defecating. Time check. Oh, uh, it's 36 minutes in. I, oh, yeah. I gave you, I, I pissed you off with the Morgan Friedman thing, though, about 15 minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's not a pun. No. That's, that's no. trolling. That's, yes. that's a separate category. It is. Um, <laughs> good day with that. Yes. Um, so Buffy Summers is, is going to be somebody that I'm that I'm sure a significant number of our listeners are going to be like, ooh, ooh, okay, yeah, I know. Let's, let's see what you do. I was a fan, mm-hmm. but... But the Buffy series was not one that was ever really one of my primary favorites. Like I okay. was, I was, I'm, I'm going to say I'm, I'm largely Buffy fandom adjacent. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, so go ahead. All right. So um, she is. Uh, turns out another twentieth level character. Um, yeah, okay. Because she started off with five ranks as a Kensei monk. Okay. And then she took up 15 that. ranks as a ranger monster slayer. 
Okay. Which, I mean, I could have been phoning that in, quite honestly, you know. You, you could have been, yeah. but it's fitting. Yeah, very, very. So, um, And interestingly, she's a close combat ranger, not a ranged one. Correct. you know. Correct. The, the stereotype is, you know, ranger means Legolas. Not necessarily. No, no. Uh, in fact, played... I she has three weapons, unarmed, a stake, and a dart. So. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. In the series, she used a crossbow fairly frequently. Did she? Oh, I might, yeah. I might switch it yeah. for for dart. Then. In the in the yeah in in the movie, uh, she she doesn't have the infrastructure support that she has right. in the TV series. Okay, you know. Yeah. So anyway, carry. So uh, her background is acolyte, uh, and her personality traits: I see omens in every event or action. Uh, which I think kind of goes without saying for Buffy the Vampire yeah. Slayer. Um, I always try to help those in need, no matter with personal yeah. cost. Um, I will someday get my revenge. And once I pick a goal, I become obsessed. Okay. Um, Seems, those those all yeah. make sense. I'm interested in why you chose Acolyte specifically. Because she is part of an order that stretches back over time. Okay. So okay. that seems... I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I see that. Mm-hmm. I, I would have gone... I'd have been tempted to go with some variation of noble because mm. suburban middle upper middle class white girl cheerleader. True. True. Like, you know, in, in the movie, yeah. That's kind of the defining set of characteristics of her of her background. I mean, Christ, her name is Buffy. Like yeah, it was clearly Fox. set for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, no. But I, yeah. I the reason I went with Acolyte over okay. Noble or anything else was because she does seem to hold loyal to the ideals of that order more than she does okay. her, her class as it were her social status. That makes sense. Yeah. Social station. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, all right. All right. So yeah. she, uh, she's also, I made her a ghost wise halfling. Okay. So, um, Sarah Michelle Geller is, is a pretty little person. Yeah, so I can person. see yeah. this making a lot of sense. Okay. So she I'm, has, I'm, to- oddly, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> Like, okay, it makes sense. Carry on. She has right. telepathic speech. Um, she's got lucky because she's a, a halfling. She's got mm-hmm. nimble. She's able to move through spaces of any creature who's one size or more larger because she's fairly dexterous. Yeah. Um, okay. she, she is a monk first, so she has unarmored defense. Um, yeah. And she has a a dex of four uh, of um of eighteen, a con of okay. sixteen, and okay. a wisdom of eighteen, and a charisma okay. of fourteen. She's she's a little more put together, quite honestly. The other two are okay. fairly negligible, but so okay. unarmored defense. She ends up with an AC of seventeen without nice. any armor. Sweet, um, Jamie Christmas. Yeah, All right. but that's Buffy, right? Um, yeah. Obviously, well, yeah. she gets a uh, martial arts. She's got five key points to spend. And she took the Kensei path, and she took the stake and the dart because I have seen her throw um, stakes. Stakes, yeah. So, so I just sense. converted that to a dart because you get one. And I didn't know her her propensity for uh, uh, crossbows. Yeah. yeah. Um, she gets agile parry, uh, which means uh, she can add two to her AC with an unarmed attack. Um, uh, with if she's got her Kensei weapon in hand. Um, until the start of her next turn. So that ups her AC to 19 while she's armed, and um, she's got her other hand free. Uh, Kensei's okay. shot, she gets a bonus action. She gets a ranged weapon, 
uh, as a bonus action. So fighting, 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 throw okay. it over there, and it gets okay. an extra D4 of damage. And then Ooh. because the Kensei, they do the calligraphy thing, she's got calligraphy. It it I it just ends up it it, it yeah. happens. It's yeah. just a thing. It's yeah. like the lights on the vanity mirror in my you know my sun visor in my car. I didn't care about yeah, lights, but, so they're there. But they're there. Yeah, yeah. Now she can deflect missiles. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, slow fall because she does yeah. tend to fall off of things and not get hurt. Um, she gets the extra attack because again she's good at fighting. Um, her favorite enemy is, of course, the undead, fiends, yeah. and monstrosities. And this okay. gives her advantage um, to track them using uh, survival or intelligence to recall things about them. Um, yes. She also has Natural Explorer, and I gave her the Underdark, the Suburbs, and the Forest. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yes. Uh, her fighting style is dueling because she does seem to be kind of the one-on-one person, um, usually by well, the end and, of an episode. And, yeah, and and it's almost always one weapon in one hand. Right. She 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 occasionally, when she's going up against an especially big, big bad, she'll mm-hmm. have two hands on a weapon. Yeah. We don't very often... Well, I could be wrong, but but my recollection is we don't see her with like a weapon in either hand very often. Right. So yeah, no duelist makes perfect sense, yeah. and and she never carries a shield, which, right? Like just as a side note, like if if the zombie apocalypse were to happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, anybody who didn't immediately go out and invest in getting a hold of a buckler, mm-hmm. like right away, is is either really really skilled with some kind of weapon, or foolish. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, my 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 pet theory is that um, in that in that circumstance, I would uh, immediately look for very heavy leather gauntlets and uh, and forearm protection. Mm-hmm. Get some kind of a solid, solid one-handed single shield, mm-hmm. like, like a punching shield, like yeah, a buckler. Yeah. And then on the other hand, either a combat tomahawk. Uh, or or get a regular ordinary carpentry hammer and swap the handle out for one about twice as long. Mm. Yeah, I would go probably with. Uh, you need something one-handed if you're going to go with the shield. Because I was thinking I would just go with a quarterstaff. Because of course I would. Because you get distance because, on that. Yeah. And you just keep poking people. Because I'm not looking to win. I'm looking to get away. So poke, poke, yeah. run. Poke, poke, run. Trip. Yeah. Run. You know. But. Back to Buffy, uh, she has primeval awareness, um, okay. and she can use one action and spend a spell slot, and she'll sense aberrations, celestials, mm-hmm. dragons, elementals, fey, fiends, and the undead within six miles, all the rest within one mile. Yeah. Um, she won't know specifically where they are, but she'll right. know, like, like I smell them on the wind. Right. You know, the undead, yeah. So uh, she's a gloom stalker, so she gets... Um, the, uh, she gets the magic that comes with that. She gets dread ambusher, uh, which is a bonus to her initiative equal to her wisdom modifier. So her, her, uh, initiative is, well, let's see. Did you take alert? Uh, yeah. Because duh. Yeah. It's Buffy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so her, her initiative is a 13. 
Oh shit! Hold on. I think that outdid Lyudmila. You you may you may yeah. you may have just outdid. No, oh, don't all give us the name. Dudes. Nice. Uh, and I see. thought and I thought one of mine was was pretty hot shit with a plus ten. Yeah, okay. plus ten is pretty good. Uh, she gets umbral sight, dark vision out to sixty feet. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, she also gets an extra attack. She gets um, iron mind, which makes her proficient now in wisdom saves. Um, she gets lands stride, uh, mm-hmm. hide in plain sight, stalker's yeah. flurry. If you miss with a weapon attack, you can make another attack. Yeah. Uh, She gets Vanish. She gets Shadowy Dodge. If a creature attacks without advantage, she can use her reaction to impose disadvantage before they roll. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you thought you were going to attack me. No. 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 Try again. No. Uh, And then I I gave her Skilled twice. Um, Okay. So that she's got Acrobatics, obviously. She got Arcana, um, Athletics, History, Perception, Religion, Stealth, and Survival. This this woman nice. is born to hunt. All the all the skills. Yeah, all um, the skills. Yeah, all all the skills that you know a, a gal with a library would have. Um, yeah. Gave her alert, like I said. Um, also, defensive duelist. So okay. Per per what is yeah. So if she's wielding a finesse weapon, right? She gets. Mm-hmm. Um, she can add her proficiency to her AC uh, for a creature's attack on her. So yeah. So now she's adding her. Now she's she's getting a twenty three, and I believe if she uh, decides to add um, that kenseiness of it, um, then she could add uh, up to twenty five. That's yeah, for the that's for the attack that's meant to kill her, you know, and she yeah. she parries it away, uh, and then she took sentinel as well because she protects other people, and even. Okay. Even if they disengage, she gets an attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. If a creature is within five feet of her she and attacks someone else who isn't her, she can use her reaction to attack them. Yeah. So. The really funny thing about that is that's like – that feels so very fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, I'm the tank. If yeah. you want to try to get away from me, no, no, I'm sticky. No, you're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. And and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing from some of the design notes for fourth edition about like what does a fighter do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, no, I find it interesting that somebody who is like all the striker, like, no, yes. no I am a DPS monster, but no, no, you're not getting away. Yeah. No, no you, know? you, you could go ahead and hit them. I'm going to do more damage to you now. Like, yeah. thank you for I'm, the chance. I'm going to hit you in the back of the head. Like, no. So, yeah. She knows nine spells. Um, she got, I gave her greater invisibility, um, fear. Uh, I'm just going to hit the, uh, the, the More highlights. High points, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunter's Mark seemed really appropriate. Okay, yeah. Jump. Detect magic. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, here, you, you'll, you'll appreciate this joke. Spike growth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cheers, sir. Sludge. Uh, she took uh, non-detection. Um, freedom of movement and locate creature as, okay. as well. So, and there's, there's other ones, but like those are, but yeah, spike growth I thought was, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to, it's going to take me a while to get over that yeah. one. <laughs> so submitted she, for she your did, approval. She did, she did cause yep. some spike growth. Oh, by sure. the way, she has 200 hit points. You rolled hot. No, I didn't roll. I only took averages for all the hit points this time. 
But what's her con? Uh, plus three. Okay. So you get D eight plus three for the first five levels. Oh yeah, and then okay, and then D ten, which All is right. five plus three. So that's you know, and then okay. you get you know D ten, and that yeah bumps it up. Yeah. So All right. that is Dear Buffy Summers. So okay. All right. What you got? Holy crow. All right. So next, mm-hmm. um, you remember uh, one of one of mine from our historical uh, badasses series who, who made it into the final party was uh, the Viking at Stamford Bridge. Yes. Who I referred to as Horderoda's hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and in his case, he was like a Barbarian 12 Fighter 8 mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. Barbarian 10 Fighter 10. Yeah. And I realized, well, you know – that was that was that was a really scary, powerful kind of kind of thing, and we're we're probably going to want if we're if we're going up against that party, mm-hmm. you know, in in the in the in the best tradition of any kind of you know anime series where the team runs up against their anti team, I had to figure out you know who's who's going to be this group's Hordrodas hitter, and uh, what I came up with was John Carter of Mars. Now, are you, Yes. 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 The Barsoom series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for those in the audience who don't recognize the name uh, or go, wasn't there like a Disney movie about that? Mm-hmm. There was a Disney movie about that. And it was actually a really good action film. Like yeah. It was a really well done adventure movie. And then they did not know how to market it. Well, if they if they paired up with ShamWow. Um, and then, and then had him take away that moisture after they killed his dog. I think it would have worked because then you could have John Wick away the moisture. Yeah, but that's John Wick, not John Carter. That's the same guy, isn't it? No. No. Oh. No. No. John Wick is uh, Baba Yaga, uh, the the uh. terrifying avatar of death uh, in in the you know Slavic underworld. Uh, whereas John Carter is uh, a, a an adventurer and uh, you know former former soldier who, through some weird kind of astral projection, never explained in the stories, but mm-hmm. he winds up getting transported to Mars. So John and Wick was, goes to Mars to map it out. Of, so he's John Carter Griffin. You really had to reach for that. There's one. a shoehorn. Like so, so <laughs> deep behind that one. Yeah, you really had to work on that one. I did. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it paid off. No, like like no. hoping for. But you know, if you're yeah. going to hit home runs, you got to swing at everything. <laughs> I am the Reggie Jackson of this show. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 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 uh, no, John Carter uh, yes. in the original stories. Um, I'm forgetting the author's name. Um. Tarzan, same guy. Uh, I could remember Arthur Conan Doyle, but I can't remember. Him. Anyway, yeah, I'll remember it. You know, in the middle of your next character. Sure. But, um, so, as as the Barsoom stories were originally written, Edgar uh, Rice Burroughs. Thank you very much. Sure. Burroughs. Yes. Burroughs wrote John Carter uh, to in 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 a kind of. The genre is referred to as planetary romance, so it's like space opera, only less sciency. Okay. So there's space, and there are, 
you know, seemingly high tech, you know, like, like magical technology kind of, you know, flying vehicles on Mars and, and there's, you know, advanced Martian technology, but it's all based around crystals and vaguely magical kind of ideas. So it's like space fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's like take Star Wars and, and take the, the fantasy aspect of, of what Star Wars is and crank that up higher and take away the trappings of it being science fiction and you kind of get the Barsoom okay. series. And okay. You get planetary plants. Um, and, and so John Carter gets transported to Barsoom, which is what the native Martians call Mars. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing he realizes is uh, he is on Mars. He is super strong, can run incredibly fast, and can leap incredible distances in a single bound because okay. he's an earth man used to earth gravity. Right. And now he's on Mars, which is interesting because that's like the first and last time that anything like realistic science and physics enters into any part of the story. <laughs> um, and, and you hear me saying that and you're like, you're kind of getting down on this. No man. I love these stories. Like they are a, they're a relic of a prior time and there mm-hmm. are some, problematical subtexts and texts really involved yeah. in them. I mean, it feels very Flash uh, Gordon-y just the way you're describing it. It, it really is. And now uh, I'm wondering why we didn't choose Flash Gordon for any of our characters. Because Flash Gordon is kind of lame. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just going to go out there and say it. Uh, <laughs> if you can choose between John Carter and Flash Gordon, you're going to go with John Carter because John Carter winds up, you know, marrying an alien princess. Like, well, there's that. On. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, come on. So anyway, uh, as as a D&D character, John Carter is kind of the flip side of Hordrota's hitter in that he is also a fighter barbarian, but where Hordrota's hitter was more barbarian, slightly less fighter, mm-hmm. John Carter is more fighter, slightly less barbarian. He's fighter okay. 11, barbarian 9. And and the real reason that Hordrota's hitter had to be a higher level barbarian was because of terrifying rage. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Carter, hella hit points. Yeah, and and all the hit points, yeah. and and Carter works differently. So, uh, Fighter Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things first, because of his barbarian abilities, of uh, you know uh, uh, unarmored, unarmored combat, or I, I don't have the rule name in front of me, but because of of the way mm-hmm. uh, unarmored armor class works for barbarians, he has an armor class of sixteen without any armor on. Okay, yeah. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 196 hit points. So nothing to sneeze at. No. Not not like Hordrota's hitter. Right. But still up there. Now, uh, took dueling style. Mm-hmm. So he gets plus two to his damage with his primary weapon. Uh, second wind for 1d10 plus 11 hit points. Mm-hmm. Action surge, same as any other fighter. For him, I took the champion archetype. Because mm-hmm. the champion archetype was about physical prowess, and that's the theme of what right. makes him a superhero on Mars. And so that gives him improved critical, so he gets a critical hit on a 19 or a 20. I love that. Yeah, he has Remarkable Athlete, mm-hmm. which uh, increases his jumping ability, uh, gives him an additional 10 feet of movement, which, by the way... Uh, also then runs into the additional 10 feet of movement he gets as a barbarian. So his base speed is 50. Nice. Uh, and he took the athlete feet, which means he can climb mm-hmm. at normal speed. Mm-hmm. 
So again, so, representing the lack of gravitational pull on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like that, man. Well wrought. Well wrought. Yeah. And uh, he has great weapon style, and his primary weapon is a long sword. So it's a versatile weapon uh, because it gets it gets a second uh, weapon style at, I want to say it is 11th level. Mm-hmm. And so uh, his first one is dueling. His second one is a great weapon, which means if he's using that sword two-handed, uh, any ones or twos he rolls for damage, he gets to re-roll. Okay. He gets rage four times between each long rest, uh, which importantly for John Carter, who is nigh unkillable, uh, it gives him resistance to basically weapon damage. If you hit him with a physical weapon, slashing, piercing, or bludgeoning damage, he takes half damage. Nice. Like, period. Yeah. So that that mitigates the not quite 200 hit points with, no, no, I'm sorry, you're just not going (laughs) to add up your damage and then cut that in half. Right. And then I'll cut you in half. And then I will turn around and cut you in half. Uh, With Frenzy, he gets a bonus attack uh, every turn that he uses the attack action. Uh, Because he's an 11th level fighter, he gets two attacks every round that he uses the attack action. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he has Mindless Rage, meaning, uh, no, you can't can't scare me, you can't intimidate me, you can't, none of it. Which again fits with John Carter, who in the books is just steely-eyed, and I will not be stopped because you're standing between me and Deja Thoris. Mm-hmm. I I will get back to my princess, and you're not gonna fucking stop me. Um, feral instinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets advantage on initiative rolls, and uh, he wait, he gets the, advantage on initiative. On initiative. Yeah. Please tell me you gave him alert. I did. Did or did not? I did. Okay, good. So his 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 initiative is wow. plus eight, and he gets advantage on the roll. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's. Um, and then brutal critical means uh, he rolls an extra die of damage. Damn. So he's got so, he's got so a ten percent chance of critting you, and then when he does, out of out of ten shots. He's going to yeah. crit you with one of them, and that's going to do not just critical, but critical plus a half again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Damn. So he has the alertness feat, mobile, mm-hmm. charger, which I've already right, mentioned. Right. Durable, and athlete. Wait, you gave him mobile. Does that give him an extra so he's now moving 60? No. Oh, okay, no, that's mobile. what got him to 50. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Let me, let me look at mobile. No, mobile um, gives you a plus 10. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. and it allows yeah, so you we'll, to disengage yeah. and or dash uh, or to disengage and or dash or just move away without yeah. getting attack of opportunity on you. That's correct. Yeah. So so the, the concept here is because in, in the books, he's he's this this uh, determinator, unstoppable figure. Right. But when he gets but when he gets into a fight, he's not the stand up front and, you know, take the hits, you know, fighter type. He's right. a. I run in and I hit and I take that move down and then I bound across the room and I beat the crap out of this other guy and then I bound across the room. Mm-hmm. And so even though he's very clearly a fighter and he's very clearly kind of a bruiser, he's a lightning bruiser who relies on you're just not going to make me stick in one place. Gotcha. Okay. Um, nice. So, yeah. And that's 
That's it. He gets plus two damage when he's raging. Mm-hmm. Uh, two attacks every time he uses the attack action. Okay, so real, uh, real quick math out for me. In one round, how many attacks could he get? If he's raging, mm-hmm. it's two attacks plus his frenzy attack, so three. Three attacks. Let's assume three that attacks. one of them is a crit. Okay. So what's the max damage he could do in one round? Okay, max damage in one round would be... 2040 and then 96 points that's yeah yeah wow yeah no kidding yeah that's that's dropping buffy by almost half yeah 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 assuming assuming he rolls that well that round yeah yeah um but I'm, i'm less worried about buffy and i'm more worried about walt disney the illusionist because that fucker is slippery oh gotcha, yeah because because you know here's the deal you don't you don't when, when you're doing this you don't throw the bruiser up against the other bruiser that's very true unless you're an anime writer yeah, yeah. like you know if you're if you're actually a strategist the bruiser it's no no i'm gonna take my big tough guy and i'm gonna find a way to maneuver him yeah up against Whichever of your guys is squishiest. Yeah. And and hammer them. I'm just gonna take people off the field so that you get yeah. less attacks per round. Yeah. 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 Basically. So it's so it's we're gonna have John Carter and, you know, whoever our sniper winds up being finding who on that side of the field has the fewest hit points. And we're gonna kill them first. So you're going after our dear Mary Shelley. Yeah, oh oh shit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, as a matter of fact, we are going after Mary Shelley yeah. because we want to make sure that if we kill one of her allies, she doesn't just bring them back up as a zombie. Yep. All and right. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you need to die so everybody else stays dead. No, <laughs> Mary Shelley. <laughs> I gotta. I we need to uh, go back and figure out who the squad was that we made because I know it was Mary Shelley. It was the guy on the bridge. It was Lyudmila. Uh, I want to say Pavlichenko. Um, and so I know it was those three. I think I got another one in there. Um, I think my scout got in there maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I had, uh, Harriet Tubman. I had, yeah, I had Teddy Roosevelt. He didn't make it. I don't think he didn't make it. He, he got, he got eliminated because Lude Miller just murdered him. Yeah. Um, and Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Okay. That as, was just as the striker thief assassin. Okay, so you had Sun Tzu. So I'm trying to remember Mary Shelley, kind of thing, Ludmilla, Harriet Tubman. There was a sixth one, and it was yours. I think it was a magic user. All right, we'll have to go back and look. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta find the character sheets. Yep. But yeah, all right. So yeah, that is that is John Carter of Mars. All right, um, our, our my my candidate for our party's bruiser. Okay, okay. I think I've got, um. Because Buffy is very much the, the the hunter of the group. Yeah, yeah, and Mad Madam Mim is potentially our magic user. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna say I think I think Madam Mim, Madam Mim needs to be the party controller. I yes, don't, yes. I did not. Well, I don't know. I've got I've yeah. got one who could maybe double as kind of a controller. Right. But okay. I don't have I, I didn't do anybody who's a wizard. Okay. None of mine none of mine are magic user All types. Right. Um, well I have one other character who has spells, but it's not 
Well, let me do this one last one and see if uh, I can convince you that this is going to be our DPS person. Okay. So, um, what do you know about Richard B. Riddick? Uh, Well, I know that he had his eyes replaced. That's right. uh, And... uh, He's he's able to operate in the pitch black. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wound up he wound up somehow becoming the emperor of the necromongers. Yeah, that was a weird. I I like to that pretend it didn't weird, exist. So weird story. Yeah. Um, and then the third movie basically took the best parts of Pitch Black, which were plenty, and the best parts yeah. of Chronicles, which were few, combined them, and it was actually an incredibly fun movie. Um, okay. And you, yeah. as a fan of Starbuck, um, would like it because uh, she takes a shower in that movie. Um, okay. So I, yeah. you, you've you've convinced <laughs> me that I need to find this on Netflix. Yeah. Just right there. It's just a fun movie too. Like okay, even cool. even with that aside. Okay. So Richard B. Riddick is a character I have loved since I first saw him. Um, he is a. I went multi-class on this one. In fact, Madam Mim might be the only one that it didn't multi-class this episode. But um, Richard B. Riddick is a long death monk, 11, and an assassin rogue, 7. So Okay, yeah. That's... <laughs> so if Tessa was bald, this, this would be her equivalent of her verbal skills. It would be Richard B. Riddick. So friend of the show. Yes. All right. So his right. stats are um, strength of 14 because he's pretty strong. Uh, Dex of 18 because he's he's because he's slippery naturally. Yes. His con is 18 because dude broke his own arms to get out like he dislocated both. And by the way, yeah. that wasn't a digital effect. That was Vin Diesel doing that to himself. Oh, those sounds were real. Oh, um, his intelligence and his his charisma is actually a dump stat, um, but his wisdom is a, a sixteen as well. Because dude could notice shit. Yeah. Um, he oh. uh, personality. Sorry, I'm still I'm he, still getting over the fact that he <laughs> actually. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So oh, his alignment God. is actually neutral evil. Yeah. Uh, okay. He is a variant human. His background is urchin, which makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I sleep with my back to the it, wall. It would, either, it would either be urchin or criminal. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I help the people who who help me, and I kill who needs killing. Uh, okay. <laughs> I owe a debt I can never repay to someone who saved me. That's literally the end of Pitch Black. Yeah. Um, and I will never fully trust anyone. So there you go. Okay. There you go. All right. I I am curious though. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, he is in fact a ruthless, you know, killer. Yes. But I wonder about the neutral evil part because I kill who needs killing Mm -hmm. and he is, he shows no compunction about killing anybody when he needs to or leaving anybody behind when he needs to in order to survive. Yep. But we don't see him ever taking joy in killing like he's not doing it to inflict things on other people he's doing it because Mm -hmm. no dude i'm i'm gonna get out the other end of this and if this means you don't then i'm okay with that he kind of mentally tortured a lot of people before killing them though i'm not saying they didn't have it coming 
but he did okay. delight in other people's misfortune too. Okay, fair you enough. Know? Like there's right. when in Chronicles of Riddick again one of the only good parts um, <laughs> was he was you know in that prison in the slam, and he's tapping out the rhythm of okay I know when something is above me, and he just nudges the guy up and decapitates the guy. Just yeah okay you know and just kind of giggles about it. So in as much as he gets. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. So right. uh standard monk package in the beginning, unarmed defense, uh unarmored movement. Uh he's got an AC of 16. Um Okay. We get to level 3 and he's got the way of the long death. So at third level. Okay, you're going to you're going to need to walk me through this cuz that's yeah. one I'm less familiar with. That's I know that's out of Xanathar's. Uh yes, or But I have not is it Xanathar's? No, I think it's Tasha's. Actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'm right. totally on. Then, yeah. All okay. Right. So walk me through that. Sure. So he's got uh, third level. He's got touch of death. Uh, when you reduce a creature to zero within five feet of you, you get a wisdom modifier plus your monk level worth of temporary hit points. <laughs> so literally vampiric. Yes. Okay. At sixth okay. level. Uh, well, and then he gets to deflect missiles. Okay. Slow yeah. fall makes sense. Uh, I gave him the alert feat because he can't be surprised. Uh, no advantage by unseen opponents because it's goddamn Riddick. Yeah. Um, he, uh, let's see, he also gets an extra attack. Obviously, he gets stunning yeah. strike, flurry, patience, yeah. defense, step of the wind, uh, yeah. evasion, stillness of the mind. Yeah. Um, Okay, so that's those. And now, sixth level, he uh, gets what's called the Hour of Reaping, uh, which is he takes an action, and each creature within 30 feet that could see him has to make a wisdom save or be frightened until the end of his next turn. That is fucked up. Yes. What's the what's the what's the DC for their save on that? Uh, it's a wisdom save against his uh, monk ability save, which I believe it's eight plus his wisdom plus his proficiency. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're talking eight plus three, eleven plus eventually a six. So B to seventeen. When seventeen. He's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, and then he gets, uh, I took a couple extra feats. Well, I, I took these feats after we got to 11th. So, at 11th level, he gets Mastery of Death, which okay. if he hits zero hit points, he can spend a key to get a hit point back. So, okay. And then okay. you better hope he doesn't kill you because then he's yeah. going to get that hit points, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. turn around and just keep murdering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then, uh, let's see, uh, he, at 12th level, he gets Piercer, um, which he gets Piercing, this is from Tasha's, um, he gets, Christmas was good to me, uh, so Piercer, <laughs> he gets Piercing Damage, and he can re-roll uh, his crit on a Pierce, um, and take the new roll, uh, okay. and okay. he gets to roll, no, no, I'm sorry, he, on Piercing Damage, he can re-roll, and he has to take the new roll. Um, okay. And on a if he hits with a piercing attack on a crit, he gets to roll one extra die of damage. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna stir your spleen now. Yeah. So that's that's like the the mm -hmm. 
monkly version of Savage Crit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, He also gets purity of body. Can't be poisoned or diseased. Okay. Um, He gets expertise because then we switch over to him being a rogue. Yes. So he's got expertise. So he took the skills of animal handling, athletics, insight, sleight of hand, and stealth. And he took uh, expertise for stealth. So his stealth is a 16. Okay. So he is sneakier than Buffy. Uh, yeah. By by a lot. You know. You know, mm-hmm. Buffy. She wasn't sneaky. Wasn't really all that sneaky. No, so I mean, but not... she she had a plus ten, which is nothing to, to shake a stick at. Yeah, a stake no, no, at, yeah, no, but yeah, no, 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 not at all. So, all right. So he took. He's got expertise. He's got sneak attack, uh, which gets him up to four d six of damage on a sneak attack. Um, okay. he's got okay. thieves cant, of course. Uh, cunning action, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and mm-hmm. he he's got assassinate because he's an assassin, which means. He has yes. advantage on anyone who is below him in initiative. Yeah. So, and remember, and we've, seen, we've seen we've seen firsthand in play how yes. completely messed up that is. Yes. Like, oh wait, I get to do what now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Ooh. any attack you've got advantage on, you get to add your sneak attack to. Now imagine adding yep. that to your piercing. Ooh. And also, I took another feat. I took slasher can reduce the speed of your slash victim by 10 until the start of my next turn. Uh, any crit slash is considered grievous, which gives them a disadvantage until the start of my next turn as well on any attacks oh, wow. that they make. Yeah. Okay, that's muggly. And of course I get uncanny dodge, so if I can see yeah. it coming in any way, uh, it cuts it in half. So nice. now I had to give him some magical items. We didn't, we didn't ban... Anything like that. So No, we didn't. Um, he got goggles uh, to dim light uh, compensation for his drow vision. Um, okay. So That's essentially, fair. yeah, you know, so uh, he's, you know, he's got, he's got that. Um, I gave him uh, a blade of wounding. Basically, there's a sword of wounding. I turned it into a blade of wounding. Okay, so, fair enough. Uh, essentially, I took swords and turned them into uh, knives um, yeah. and a blade of sharpness. So... You know. Okay. Um, the blade of wounding can't be healed except by resting. Yeah. Any creature wounded by it has to make a con save or take an extra d4 of necrotic damage for each wound with this blade. So if he starts going all Kentucky oh. knife fighter on you in a couple rounds, you're you're, oh, you're losing. That's horrible. A d4 yeah, you're losing multiple d4. Per, yeah. And then the blade of oh. sharpness uh, on yeah. on a twenty. Um, it does 14 extra points of damage. Um, and it also you roll a D 20. And if you roll a second 20, uh, you lop off a limb. Yeah. So it's like, you know, mini, mini vorpal. So yeah, doing the math, um, he's rolling a D eight plus his decks for, uh, for slashing. Let's say it's the slashing weapon. So that's eight plus his dex is a four plus let's say that he gets his sneak attack. That's four D six. So eight plus four is twelve plus Remember that you is get to add yeah. your, your proficiency to damage as well. You know, I didn't find that in the PHB, so I'm gonna Yeah. Okay. I remember we, we got a we got a ruling that you do though. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I remember in, in our in our game, low this mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. years ago, we got yeah. a ruling that you did. Okay. So, so but four d six plus the plus the d eight plus four plus another d uh, or another fourteen points on top of that in yeah. one hit, and that's and and that's without the crit. So you crit him, and you've done another d eight. So, yeah, you're doing pretty good damage per second. And, by the way, let's say I flurry. <laughs> let's say that I do touch of death, too, you know. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's... it's it's Yeah, it's pretty awful. Yeah, he only has 165 hit points because he's pretty much the D8 guy. Yeah. Um, but makes sense. I, you know, he's going to he's gonna hit you in a way that disables you entirely. Either oh, yeah. either well, you're yeah. going to be leaking necrotic damage, or you're going to be, um, you know, essentially uh, missing a limb. Yeah. So. Yeah, he, no, he will the, stop the you from fighting. Yeah, the continuing damage part is the is the really egregious yeah. part of that. That's now, if you make awesome. a medicine yeah. check of fifteen on that person, uh, then then they you stop. Can, you can bandage that up. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you got to spend around doing that uh-huh uh-huh so he's taking yeah. you effectively out just so that you yeah well it's like soviet landmine doctrine yeah we're not, we're not trying to actually like kill american gis we just want to wound one of them so three if we, maim, yep. if we maim one of them that takes three of them or to combat and yes that's better yes yeah so yeah. i submit wow. to you that richard b riddick would be an excellent skirmisher in this game he has he has a movement of 50 which ain't okay. bad, you know. I didn't, I didn't I, take I mobility it. to get there, yeah. but I, I love, I love how you say "ain't bad." Yeah, like, uh, no, <laughs> no, uh, or, or rather, I, I really like how you say "skirmisher." Like, I'm sorry, that's not skirmisher. That's murderer. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's entirely fitting with who the character is. Yep. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna murderate like everybody. Yeah. I'm sorry. How many hit dice are the mooks you're sending against us? We're, we we, we have a Riddick, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just oh. like, oh, hey. And, oh, yeah. oh, you didn't, he didn't get all of them? That's okay. Madam Mim's going to just hit an area of yeah, effect real quick. Yeah, she'll tie the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Now, he has yeah. a sleight of hand of plus 10 um, okay. because he's really deft with his hands. Uh, <laughs> and he, again, picks locks all the time. Um, he does have thieves tools, a lock pick set, a disguise set. Uh and yeah, insight of a plus nine because he okay. he knew what Johns was going to do long before anyone else. So before Johns knew it, yeah. Now we are at the hour twenty mark, so I, I'd say let's call this one here. And yeah, we can pick up. Yeah. So um, oh, we're leaving my two most colorful characters as far as funsies. Um, really? Yeah, they might not make the team, but god dang, they were fun to make. So okay, yeah. Um, all right. All right. So, hey, are you reading anything this week? Um, right now, I am not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am between reading material right now, uh, mostly because my free time is being taken up with uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I don't know how much my mic is picking up, but uh, my wife is right now playing it in the background. Uh, as we're recording, because <laughs> I've managed to drag her into it too. Nice. Um, so yeah. Uh, Very cool. But yeah, I'm. I'm a lot of my a lot of my time is going into that. Um, 
yeah, so I don't have anything I'm reading at the moment. Um, what about you, though? What have you got going on? Uh, nothing reading. Uh, I The last time we podcasted, was I watching the TV show Plebs? Yes. Okay, I finished that a while ago then. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, nice. And now I'm kind of between series, so I'm actually picking back up on professional wrestling. Um, I'm watching both the very best and the very worst of 2000 because I'm watching all the pay-per-views. So WWF at the time, now WWE, Mm -hmm. um, was Ascendant. And, I mean, they were cresting hard. They really were. Um, WCW, on the other hand, was throwing all the spaghetti against the wall. (laughs) And and none of it was sticking, if I remember. Well, because they didn't cook it. Like, it's... It was just raw. Oh my god! It is against the wall and shattering. Every single match is interfered with, and every single match is just like this this crash course of Jerry Springerism. Um, it's sad, and the worst part is that the announcer ruins it even harder. A guy named Mark Madden. Um, okay, and he is garbage. Like just, he is the worst. Like imagine if Steve or if um. Is it Steve Bannon? Okay. If if that yeah. guy had a microphone and was trying to call a, well, was trying to put himself over while pretending to uh, announce a wrestling match, it's awful. So yeah, uh, labor okay. of love, I guess. So yeah, the good news is masochism. after two thousand one, there's no more WCW pay per views. This is so, true. <laughs> so I'm working my way. I'm I'm in October. <laughs> Of 2000, so I've only got okay, another so 11 to go. There. Yeah. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. I forgot there were that many of those events that frequently. Good mm-hmm. oh, yeah. God. Every month. Okay. Every month. So, anyway, oh, so that's that's what I'm torturing right. myself with. Although I did just watch the, there was a third season episode four of Star Trek called Who Watches the Watchers, and it's where he, uh, Picard, is the Picard. It's one of my favorite episodes, and I just oh, yeah, yeah, turned yeah, that yeah, on yeah, the yeah. other day. It was yeah. fun. It was nice. Um, so, question going going back to WWFW. Sure, sure. Um, in two thousand, because mm-hmm. Jesus, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And then I think about it for half a second, and it's like forever. Mm-hmm. Was that still uh, Steve Austin? Or so he had gotten injured. Yeah. Yes. He had gotten injured and everybody else kind of stepped into the vacuum that he left and it really built up some good stars. In fact, my daughter came to me the other day while I was doing dishes. So I was watching some wrestling and, uh, she came to me and she says, uh, you know, have you seen a picture of the guy who played Maui before? I said, yeah, actually, I'm watching him wrestle right now from 21 years ago. She's like, what? I'm like, that guy right there. She's like, that's Dwayne Johnson? I'm like, well, we called him The Rock, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Kurt Angle is ascendant. Uh, the Rock okay. is definitely holding sway. Steve Austin has just come back from his injury. Um, okay. There are a lot of really good stars there. There really are. Um, and on the WCW side, there are some good stars that are working, um, but they are just buried in and mired in shit um which is a shame because there were some really really good stars over there that just because because like um i want to say stardust but i i don't know if i'm gold dust gold dust gold dust well there was a guy Uh, named stardust as well okay okay so here's the fun thing the gold dust um is a knock on dusty Rhodes. dusty Rhodes is gold dust's father 
Yeah. And Dusty Rhodes, Dust, get it? Um, And yeah. the color of his hair. Well, that's his son actually playing that character, Gold Dust, Dustin yeah. Reynolds. So, okay. Reynolds. And uh, Dusty Rhodes um, had another son named Cody Rhodes. And yeah. Cody joined his brother, Dusty, and created a character named Stardust. Right. And okay. the name Stardust, obviously, right? Gold Dust and Stardust. Okay, cool. Um, well, the thing is, Dusty Rhodes had the nickname Stardust in the 70s. Oh. And it was painted on the plane of one of Jim Crockett's. Uh, Jim Crockett was a promoter at the time. Uh, Jim Crockett's sh- uh, ship uh, airplanes, and okay. Stardust was painted on the side because you know Dusty was his boy. Yeah. So you're not wrong for saying Stardust. Um, okay. Cody then quit being Stardust and moved over to uh, the Independence for a while, and then he helped start AEW, which is a current promotion that has some really good wrestling in it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so, so yes, gold dust. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, people can find me on the social medias uh, in your base. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, they can find me at uh, EH Blaylock on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram mm-hmm. uh, and on the TikTok as uh, Mr. Blaylock. And of course, if they want to, you know, shout at us about the way we've adapted any of the characters we've mentioned, they can find us on uh, collectively on the Twitter at Geek History Time. Mm-hmm. And where can they find you? Well, you could find me uh, right here, obviously, at a Geek History of Time. You can also find me um, on Twinsta on the Twitter and the Instagram at Da Harmony, two H's in the middle. You can also find me every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. on twitch.tv forward slash capital puns. I've also recently guested on the uh, hit podcast Hipsterocracy. Uh, and I've also, Ooh, okay. uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun with Johnny Taylor, a local comic who also has done a show with us once recently, um, taking a okay. look at a quiet place. Um, and then I also joined right when I was, you know, not available due mm-hmm. to family stuff. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, and I also joined, uh, uh, Colin Lego in the UK for the voyage of the page turner where, um, it's coming out probably in a couple weeks from this episode dropping, but uh, essentially he and I went through a choose your own adventure, um, and I got lost in the Amazon. So Voyage of the Page Turn. Nice. Oh, it's fun. Okay, it was fun. I'm gonna yeah. have to look that up because so. I remember those books. I loved them. Oh yeah, yeah. You should. You'll you'll get a kick out of it too because I, I made him change the accents because he he didn't want to do a Portuguese <laughs> accent. I'm like, okay, he's Irish then. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. So. But anyway, so yeah, you can find me in all those places. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash capital puns is probably the most reliable. But then okay. uh, I don't have a president to yell at um, per se, but I guarantee you I'm going to start holding him to I mean, account. Yeah, know, yeah. Give, give, it, give it a month. Yeah, everybody gets a clean give, shave. So Give it a month. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. anyway, for Geek History of Time, I'm Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, keep rolling 20s.